0: Well, hey, everybody, I hope your week has been going well. I'm glad that you've joined us for Wednesdays Together. This week, I came across a cute little story that I could relate to, and I thought you might appreciate to hear it as well. The story goes, there's a little boy who came into his father's office. His dad happened to be a pastor, and his dad was working away on his Sunday sermon. So the boy observed him for a little bit. Watching all of his motions and watching how he was working. And his dad was just sitting there thinking, Oh, isn't that sweet? He wants to see what dad is doing. Well, the little boy had a question for his father. He said, Hey, daddy, for your sermon, how do you know what to write? Well, his dad then was beaming with pride and so happy to be able to give the answer to his son. He said, Oh, son, God tells me what to write. Now, the little boy, he was a bit puzzled by that response, so he had a follow-up question for his dad that his dad also was not expecting. (laughs) He said, Daddy, if God's the one that tells you what to write, why do you cross out so many things? (laughs) You know, folks... Here at the sanctuary, I want you to know that we are committed to bringing a word from the Lord to this church every service, even if it takes us a few times of scratching things out or listening a little bit harder to hear the voice of the Lord. And speaking of a word from the Lord, wasn't that a powerful message we heard on Sunday? If you haven't had a chance to watch it yet, I encourage you, please go back. We heard an incredible message from my husband about how we can surrender our weariness to the Lord Jesus, about how the light of Jesus comes to give us the peace and the hope and the purpose and all these things that we long for, especially in this season. I'd like to read a passage that was shared also in Sunday's message to us because it's, again, so relevant to where we are right now. I'm reading from Matthew chapter 11 verses 28 through 30. And it says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you Rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, this season has brought about just an unprecedented level of stress, of anxiety, of weariness to all of us. More and more research. Is being done, of course, here in the U.S., but globally, about the mental and emotional health, given the pandemic that we are in, what everyone is facing right now. And folks, I will tell you, um, especially the research that's being done here in our nation, the results are not good. We are experiencing burnout on a level never experienced before, And as I've been praying for the Sanctuary Church throughout the pandemic, I've prayed for the physical, for the spiritual, for the mental, for the emotional well-being for each one of you. And as things have spiked up again recently, I know that our stress levels continue to rise. It's also a holiday season Um, that also can make stress levels rise. And so in preparing for tonight's message I just kept coming back to a message that I shared over one year ago to this church. And so tonight I'd like to revisit parts of that and I'd like to speak about being on the brink of burnout. When I spoke to the church about burnout last year, I spoke truly out of my personal experience. Uh, When I first encountered, (laughs) when I first came face to face with the ugly truth of my situation, we were at the height of the building program, and I was facing an extremely difficult time. I was feeling overwhelmed, like my body and my mind wouldn't cooperate. We were living such an unsustainable lifestyle. There were these superhuman expectations to make all this happen. There was too much pressure There was too much stress, not enough sleep, not honoring the boundaries for our health that God has given to each of us. And for me, I was doing all of this knowing that I have a chronic disease that already limits my health. And so I came across this blog post from a gentleman named Carrie Newhoff, and I felt the nudge of the Holy Spirit. Burnout. Like I saw that and I thought, oh my goodness, he's got my number. Um, And so I bought his book right then and there. I bought his book. It was entitled Didn't See It Coming. We did a whole series on it last year. Of course, when I purchased the book, I didn't have time to read it then. I was just simply trying to survive. But by the time April rolled around, I had a little bit uh, more time. I read it, I cried. I repented, I gave my situation over to God, I shared the book with my husband, he did the same thing, and he felt that this book had such powerful insights that he wanted us to share it with the church. So we did a series last year on that, and this message was part of that series. It came from the raw, painful place I found myself in last year, and Um, I am so, so, so much trying this year not to go back to that same place. You see, I know that right now we are all doing our very best to get through a tough situation. A situation we didn't sign up for a situation we don't have all the answers for, a situation that we all want to be over. But by God's grace, we will come through to the other side. Why don't you say, I'm going through? Why don't you type in the chat, I'm going to make it? That's the grace of God, and he is going to help us. And I believe that we all can have victory, and we can have healing for our weary souls in this place tonight. The topic of emotional burnout is one that will probably be researched for years to come, particularly in light of our current context. But it really boils down to this. In getting through life, we don't adequately care for ourselves. We don't care for our bodies. We don't care for our hearts. We don't care for our minds. And the end result is a soul that is depleted, a soul that is empty, a soul that is wiped out. So today, here's, here's how I'd like to frame this message. We already probably know some of the areas that we're struggling in. I'd like to highlight some of that so that we can, we can just have our sensors up to know what burnout looks like and we can help identify those symptoms in our, in our own lives. And then I'd like to discuss the hope that we have of getting through to the other side. Does anybody know that there is hope? Does anybody know that no matter what you face, there is hope in Jesus Christ? Amen? So how do you know if what you're feeling right now, how do you know if what you're experiencing is more than simply being tired? How do you know if you're really burning out? So I'm going to give you some some examples, some characteristics, some traits that we can all look for, and I'm going to kind of just go through this quickly for us, okay? So for one thing, your passion fades. Everybody struggles with passion from time to time. We're not all 100% on at all times, but burnout moves you into a place of sustained motivation loss. You used to have a passion for what you did, but now you feel paralyzed. When you burn out, your passion sets like the sun. You know what you're doing is important, but you just can't feel it anymore. Another indicator, your main emotion is numbness. Numbness. You no longer feel the highs or the lows. Now, if you're healthy, you feel all things. I mean, that's kind of what pain is all about. Put your hand on a stove, a hot stove, you're going to feel that. Um, (laughs) You experience highs and lows. Emotionally, it's the same kind of thing. But with burnout, you can't feel either properly anymore. It just seems right now, especially right now, the season that we're in, bad news keeps coming and keeps coming and keeps coming. So, Sometimes it's just, you you just turn everything off, you become numb, and then you don't feel anything anymore. So that even when good things come around, it's hard to feel that because burnout numbs your heart. Another characteristic is that little things make you disproportionately angry. It's not that burned-out people feel no emotion. Don't don't mistake, <laughs> don't mistake me to be saying that. But with burnout, the emotions just they just get wrong. They just get misplaced. One sign um, of burnout, one early sign, is that little things start to set you off. Something like a missed deadline, or something like um, maybe you've asked somebody to do something and and they forgot or it, it fell through. Whatever the situation is, maybe. In a normal scenario, that would, under normal circumstances, that would be a three out of a 10, right? On the problem scale. But you react like it was 11. You know, that's <laughs> never good. Treating small things like they are big things is a sign that something deeper is wrong. And when you regularly find yourself losing your cool over small things, it's a sign that something deeper is very wrong. Another characteristic is that everybody drains you. Why don't you look to your neighbor and say, everybody wears me out. (laughs) Uh, You know, in life, some people energize you and some people don't. And that's life. I, I understand that on this side of heaven, that's just part of living, right? But when you burn out, nobody energizes you anymore. Not even family, not your work team, not friends, not people you love dearly. And when nobody energizes you, often that's a pretty good indicator that everybody else isn't the problem, but there's a problem within that I need to be looking at. Another characteristic is you're becoming cynical. We talked about that last week. We talked about how cynicism never finds its home in a healthy heart. If you find cynicism is growing, it's advancing within you at this rapid rate, it might be a sign that you're burning out. Another characteristic is nothing satisfies you. Sleep doesn't. Prayer doesn't. Good people don't. Recreation won't. Vacation doesn't. Work doesn't. Food doesn't. Folks, these are all signs of depression. These can be signs of clinical depression, um, but they're also a sign that you're burned out. Are y'all staying with me? I'm telling you a whole lot of negative stuff here. I promise it's going to get good. I'm I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help me. I'm trying to put a mirror up and help us look deep into our hearts, those deep inner recesses, so that we can find those places that need healing. Another characteristic is you just can't think straight, okay? When you're burning out, you lose your ability to think straight. You become more absent-minded, more forgetful. Your emotions can make you feel like life will always be this bad, like you're trying to process things. It just doesn't work out. They can make you think that you're a failure. They can make you think that there is no hope, that you should just quit. And here are five words I want you to repeat to yourself, okay? Here's five words. Maybe you need to write this down more than anything else I'm going to tell you tonight. The five words are, just don't do anything stupid. <laughs> Why don't you look to your neighbor if you've got somebody watching with you. Just don't do anything stupid. Type that in the chat. I'm not going to do anything stupid. Don't quit your job. Don't have an affair. Don't make a life-changing decision. Some days, simply avoiding stupid is a win. Come on, somebody. Am I speaking the truth? Amen, amen, amen. Another indicator of burnout, your productivity is dropping. Low productivity is kind of like this flashing neon light. Let's just say maybe something before that you could have done easily. Now it takes you an hour to write a simple email because your brain just isn't working. You just can't get in that flow like you could before. Your pace slows down and there's a cloud between everything you're doing (laughs) that's actually being accomplished and everything that you're trying to do. So you have these goals and plans. You just can't get there. You can't make it happen. And so if you find yourself working long hours, but producing little that's of value, you might be burning out. Another Another characteristic of burnout is you're self-medicating. You see, many people turn to self-medicating to numb the pain when they're burning out. The point is you simply want to check out, to not feel anything. So you find a way to do it. And folks, there are many ways that you can self-medicate. It's not just with medicine. You can binge watch shows or games or social media. You can overeat overwork, there's sexual addictions, there's impulsive spending, drinking, drugs, people who are burning out almost always choose self-medication over self-care. What do I mean by that? We almost always choose something to take our mind off of the real problem rather than taking care of the real problem, okay? That's a very strong indicator. Another strong indicator is you don't laugh anymore. Now, it might seem like a small thing. Why is that a strong indicator of burnout? But it's actually such a big thing. If you're burning out, you don't laugh much because nothing seems fun or funny. And at its worst, you actually begin to resent other people who are enjoying life. And here's the last indicator I'm going to give you of burnout. It is that sleep and time off no longer refuel you. If you're just tired, a good night's sleep will help you, or a week or two off, I mean, hey, I mean, just that extended vacation. These are all incredible things because in, in those kind of situations with most, with most healthy people, that's all really that they're going to require to bounce back with fresh energy. But if you're burning out, you could have a whole month off and you may not feel any difference whatsoever. Not being refueled when you take time off, that's a major warning sign that you're burning out. Okay, folks, that that was just a lot. <laughs> that was heavy. That's a long, hard look in the mirror, um, but, it, but a necessary hard look in the mirror. Now, my question for you is, What if you just don't want to live that way anymore? Anybody? Is there anybody under the sound of my voice that you are tired of living exhausted? You are tired of living burned out? Is there anybody who knows that by the grace of God, you actually can get back to that place where you where you feel like you're having a higher impact in your life, you're feeling more fulfilled with your relationships, you can get your personal life, your spiritual life back on track. Well, I've come tonight to tell you you absolutely can, and you don't have to wait until the pandemic is over to try to find your way back to that healthy place. See, some of us were never in that healthy place in the first place, right? Um, but you don't have to wait until the pandemic is over to find your way to that place of health or to get rid of the unhealthy patterns that landed you in this position in the first place. And so, I'd I'd like to I'd like to turn around the the bad news and give you some good news with some key insights that would help any person live a better, more fulfilled life, even if you're not all the way at the place of burnout, even if you're just kind of on that path. But these are insights that will help anybody. The first thing you need to know is that God is still present even when he feels absent. God is still present even when he feels absent. You know, it's hard to feel God's presence when you've hit rock bottom. Anybody? When you feel like your life has hit rock bottom, even if you are a devout believer, it's really hard to feel him. You may, you may wake up one morning and realize, man, I just feel like I'm going through the motions. I'm praying. I'm reading my Bible. I'm following God the best that I can, but I don't feel anything. I mean, nothing. And you may in that moment be thinking that there's no way God could be present I'm so grateful that we don't live based on our emotions, but that we live on the truth of God's word. Amen. You may be feeling in that moment that you failed him. You you must have, because that's the only reason why you'd be feeling these feelings, right? But I want you to know that simply is not true. Carrie, in this book, he offered this quote that was so powerful to me. He talked about Um, this season of burnout when he felt so far from God. He said, God was very present when I was burning out. In fact, he was doing some deep work in me. He was prodding, shaping, and refining who I was. You could even argue he was preparing me for what was ahead. You see, God is so sovereign and so powerful And there's that big word um, that refers to the fact that he's everywhere at all times. He's omnipresent. That means his faithfulness does not depend on me or what I feel or my life situation. He's always right there. He's present, especially at the times when he feels absent. That's when he is carrying us through our toughest situations. Another truth I want you to know, um, that, that will help you a lot quicker down, just help you get through this situation with some hope, and that is take care of your physical and emotional health. I'm going to say that again. Take care of your physical and emotional health. You need to manage your energy in a way that dials down your stress. Whoo! I, <laughs> I'm going to say that again. Look at your life. Look where all your energy is going. And what buckets are you pouring your energy into? There's just a big fat hole in the bottom, okay? You need to do a better job managing that energy. You need to choose your battles. and You need to focus on areas that are going to fulfill what God has called you to do that are going to help you be physically, emotionally, spiritually healthy in Him. Another way to have that good health is to make sure you're sleeping enough to stop burning the candle at both ends. We are not superhuman. And, folks, the older we get, we, the more we should be realizing that we're not superhuman. You need to get off of a screen and go get outside, do something to have a break in the day, get up, get moving around. You need to try to eat healthier, but don't beat yourself up when you can't always do that. Stop talking to negative people. Come on, somebody. <laughs> and stop trying to fix other people's problems. Here's the thing that you need to know. somebody You can't want something for somebody more than they want it. So if there's a problem with someone, you try to help them, but, but it's their problem, right? These are all things we can do to take care of our physical, spiritual, emotional health. Here's another thing that you need to know in a season of burnout. Your unresolved past, it will sink in. Your future. You see, unprocessed issues are deadly. Some people feel too proud to talk through these issues. Some people feel like, okay, this is a part of my dark past. It's under the blood of Jesus, it just needs to stay there. But when you have things that are under the surface, when you have things that are there that have not been addressed, have not been dealt with, that's so dangerous and it's so unhealthy. And I I really hope you won't be the person that feels too proud to get help, to go to counseling, to seek medical attention, to seek out your pastors for spiritual guidance. Getting help is not a sign of weakness. It is a sign of strength because it's a sign of personal awareness. It's a sign that you care enough to do something rather than just lay back and let whatever that happened to you 20 years ago or 20 minutes ago or whatever it is, you're going to fight past that. You know, many times other people can see issues that you can't see in yourself. Well, like most all times, (laughs) most all times other people can see things that we think we've got under wraps and other people can kind of help us get through situations that we feel like are this, this impenetrable wall, this impasse that we can't make it through. The truth is, Every single human being, under the sound of my voice or, and beyond, we all struggle with unresolved issues. We will till we get to the other side. The sooner that you deal with these issues, the sooner you give them to the Lord, but you get the help that you need, the better you'll be and the better everybody else around you will be. Because issues often drive you to hurt other people unintentionally. That's why right now, right now that we're in this extremely stressful pandemic, if you look around, you can see the statistics. Marriages are falling apart. Abuse rates are spiking. Suicide rates are rising. The stress of the pandemic, what it's doing is it's just bringing to surface the struggles that have been ignored. We thought we had them under wraps. No, 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 no. These things that were already frayed, things things that were already a struggle, it's just bringing them to the surface. And what I want you to know is your unresolved past will sink your future unless you deal with it. Here's another thing to help you in a season of burnout for a turnaround. Another truth that you can hold on to you need to grieve your losses. That's right. I'm not saying a pity party, I'm saying you need to grieve your losses. You need to be honest about what you're facing and actually address them. And so, if We think about it from this perspective. Just, just normally in life, how much loss is involved in life? You know, a, a decision doesn't go your way. You don't get the job that the job promotion that you were expecting. Um, a coworker quits that you were very close with. There's a rift between you and a family member. Maybe you lose a friend. Maybe somebody leaves the church <laughs> because they don't like the way that we're addressing the pandemic. You know, the list goes on and on and on, hurts and disappointments and losses and losses and losses, and they all add up. And many people pretend that things like this don't hurt when the reality is it really does. And worse than that, we don't know what to do with our losses. So we just pretend that nothing happened, right? We just, keep, we just keep marching on. You know, chin up, buttercup. <laughs> just keep going. So we don't even take the time to acknowledge that there is pain. We don't even take the time to acknowledge that we've lost some things that were important to us, some people who were important to us along the way. But I want you to know that taking the time to grieve your losses is one of the healthiest things you can do. For a lot of us, as I mentioned, the pandemic has brought so many things to the surface. And we've got losses from decades ago that simply can't stay inside anymore. But if we take the time to, mour- to mourn our losses, to give them over to God, to acknowledge them, we can find closure and even healing. Instead of just telling yourself to get over it, why don't you pray about it? Pray about those losses. You can process them in a healthy way. It's okay to shed some tears. It's healthy to shed some tears. Whether you're male or female, it's healthy to work those emotions out. And it's healthy to tell God how frustrated you are. Did you know that? God is big enough to handle your frustrations. He is big enough. He already knows. He already understands it all. You're not telling him anything he doesn't know. But he can't heal something that we don't fully surrender over to him. If we want healing, we've got to give those losses to him. Mourn those in a healthy way. Here's another truth that that you can hang your hat on and I hope it will give you some some hope as you as you go beyond this message today. Your emotions eventually catch up to your obedience. Okay, what do I mean by that? So our emotions kind of, you know, emotions can be kind of all over the place. For some people, those swings are more drastic than others. For other people, our emotions, um, maybe maybe prior to all this, they were a little bit more in check. Um, the bottom line is we we can't be ruled by our emotions. And our emotions many times saddle themselves to our lifestyle and whatever, whatever path we're obeying, okay? So my point is, in a season like this, if we true, if we choose to believe these negative feelings and just hold on to that, and we take steps away from the Word of God and from His promises and what He has commanded us to do, then where we end up, the place where we land is a place that is not walking in the truth of God's Word, but it's a place that in which your emotions are obedient to that negative lie, right? But what I want you to know is that many times whether it, it's in it's in lots of things. Of course it's in our our relationship with the Lord. It's in marriages. It's in work situations. A lot of people simply quit because their emotions have stopped working. Okay. So like they hit a wall and it's like I can't go any further. And unfortunately, unfortunately folks, that's what we're seeing in Christianity here in the United States people feel what uh, feel this pressure and they feel far from God or all these different emotions that they're feeling so they've checked out many people are walking away from their faith in God But I want you to know my obedience to God's word is greater than my emotions. And I am not going to obey the lie of the enemy that tells me my God is not for me and he can't turn my situation around. No, no. I'm going to obey the word of God. My obedience is going to be in his principles and what he has promised, what he has called me to do. And what happens is as you get healthier, right now your emotions may be all out of whack. Okay, I understand. I can relate. Okay, but as I get healthier, my emotions will begin to work in the way that they should. And if I'm truly honest and I'm truly obedient to God's word and I stay faithful and stay faithful to the course he set before me, sometimes on the other side, your emotions may work better than they ever did before. Because you trusted God in this process, but you've got to keep doing what's right. You've got to keep obeying God's word. You've got to keep walking in that path. Here's another truth you can hold on to. If God wants to go deep, it's because he wants to take you far. The number one question in the middle of burnout is, will this ever end? And you know, if we let God in a season of burnout if we allow him, he will do some surgery that goes very deep. He wants to get to the root of some heart issues that would hold us back from doing what he wants to accomplish with our lives. I say this so often, but there's such a powerful truth in this. I don't ever want any pain, any suffering, any tough time in my life to go wasted. I want to redeem. I want God to redeem all of that. So that means I have to surrender it to him first. And many times God knows in a situation that I'm in right now, I'm in this struggle. You know, whatever situation you're in, you're in the struggle. And God is, while you're you're on (laughs) the operating table, okay, he's going to Repair some things. He's going to dig deeper and you're gonna come through this stronger than you were ever before. You see, everybody wants burnout to end quickly. I just want to get back to things. I just want to get back to my normal life, right? We we know that we want to get through tough times, but some good advice is don't rush it and don't delay it. Let recovery take as long as it needs to. Why? Because there is a promise underneath the pain. If God is doing surgery, it's because he wants to bring healing. The pain in your life, when you give that over to the Lord and you allow him to excise that from your spirit, he can bring the healing that you've never experienced before. It's a sign of his infinite love for you. Because if God wants to go deep, it's because he wants to take you far. I'm so grateful for that, and I'm so grateful to tell you the very best news, and I'm sharing this with you as my final thought tonight. Your best days may be actually ahead of you, not behind you. I'm going to say that again. My best days, they're in front of me. Why don't you type that in the chat? My best days are coming. My best days are coming. They're not behind me. Here is some hope for anybody who is struggling right now in this moment. When you are burning out, you can often be convinced that the best of life has already passed you by. But sometimes, sometimes in the middle of this pain, there are things that God will do inside of you before he can do things through you you. Sometimes in our lives, there are things that God will work out inside of me before he can ever do that next thing through me. And the point is simply this. If you are burning out, don't camp out there. If you are burning out, keep on moving. Keep moving through. You've got to believe that your best days are ahead of you, not behind you. I want us to close with Isaiah 43, verse 2. It says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Let's pray. Dear God, oh Lord, we are in your hands. Lord, we are in your hands and we trust you because you are a good and a loving God. Lord, we repent of taking on too much. We repent of bearing burdens we were never intended to carry. We repent of not turning our burdens over to you, of worrying, of carrying loads that were never ours to bear. We repent, God of trying to find our own way during this pandemic rather than just running to you, rather than just surrendering to you. God, we pray for healing. We pray for wholeness. Lord, deliver us in this season of burnout and raise us up to strength and newness of life for peace of mind, and body for the joy of the Lord to be our strength. God, we surrender to you in every way right now. No weapon formed against a child of God will prosper against us. We will stand on your word. We will trust the power of your promises. Lord, we surrender over to you completely right now. I pray, Lord, that your word would go forth, that your healing power would go forth to every person under the sound of my voice right now. Let there be healing, let there be deliverance. Lord, let us find our way to your peace. Comfort each one of us right now. We are your children. We will give you the praise. We will give you the glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. The church said in Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. We love you so much. We are here for you. We know this is a tough, challenging time, and you are not walking this journey alone. We have care communities to help support. And, of course, we are here for you as well. So reach out if you have a prayer request. Send us a private message. We'd love to pray with you to support you in any way that we can. We look forward to seeing you again for service this Sunday. God bless you.